Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Tastemaker Conversations, a food blogger podcast for foodie influencers and content creators where we share tips and resources to help you grow your food blogging business. I'm Susie. And I'm Todd. Together we run HeyGrillHey.com. It's an online food blog that's become our full-time family business and we're really excited to have you listening today. This is an awesome podcast. Today we are interviewing Jeff Holly from hashtagjeff.com. He calls himself the SEO guy and has a ton of information for food bloggers to grow their organic traffic. He'll be speaking at Tastemaker Conference 2018. We are so excited to hear from him, so let's get started. Today we're interviewing Jeff Holly on social media. Maybe you've heard of him. He's known as hashtag Jeff. And for those that have worked with him, he's mostly just known as that SEO guy. His passion is web marketing and he geeks out over search marketing, which is SEO. But he's, he jokes that's kind of a bad word among the blogger community. So we're not supposed to hold it against him, but we're super excited he's here. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? I'm great. I'm good. <laughs> it's good. All around it's good. So, Jeff, to start this off, we want to get to know a little bit about uh, your background a little bit. Tell us where you're from, kind of where you grew up, where your roots are, and then how you ended up getting into SEO. Yeah. Uh, so, I grew up in a small town in Idaho, actually. Um, it's Mountain Home, and it's in between Boise and Twin Falls. Um, so, my parents were military. We didn't move very much, but um, uh, it was kind of cool because the... Grew up military, but lived with all the farm folk. And so I feel like I got kind of the best of both worlds growing up. Um, and then uh, went to college. I always had a kind of a passion for entrepreneurship and just business own, ownership. And so um, kind of at that time, it, I just knew the internet was kind of the, the, the way to go, whether like no matter what my business was going to be. And so um, so that's the route that I, I kind of went and I mean, naturally like SEO, digital marketing, just all that stuff kind of fell into place and SEO just, it was always the one that kind of stuck out to me. I think it was just because, uh, when it comes to search engines, which I mean, that's one of the big digital marketing plays, uh, for people, but when it comes to search engines, there's the paid side and there's the, the free or the organic side, which is SEO. And I always liked the kind of the, uh, the idea of being able to, to bootstrap and to be able to kind of grow from nothing and kind of win your way to the top rather than having to spend money all the time. And so SEO was just kind of always, uh, it just kind of always stuck with me, even though uh, digital marketing and just marketing in general um, was kind of that thing. But, um, but yeah, so uh, after college, I, I went and, and got a, a job with uh, my mentor um, so my, uh, he actually owned his own digital marketing agency. Uh, it was the paid side of it actually. And, um, he got hired on to a company called Melaleuca in Idaho Falls and they're kind of like new skin, uh, or just, uh, they're an MLM company basically. Um, but they wanted to get into like kind of the online space. And so I went and got a job with them. Uh, learned everything I could about SEO, and then 11 months later, I decided that okay, I was I was ready to just kind of start learning more and and go out on my own. And so I uh, went out on my own and started to pick up just small clients, doctors, dentists, um, 
local type businesses that uh, needed help with their digital marketing. So I started my own just little small agency and moved out to Utah and kind of been doing it ever since. I uh, grew my agency, not not huge, but um, to a point to where uh, a bigger agency actually bought um, that agency. I went and worked for the, with them. And um, my, my pursuit has always been to just kind of uh, basically become an expert in in my field. And in order to do that, I felt like I needed to get more than just uh, more experience than just local businesses, local SEO, um, and that sort of thing. And so that's why I went and worked for the the other agency that bought mine, and I uh, got to work with some bigger companies uh, uh, like Papa John's and and some of those uh, big nationwide companies. Um, and then from there, I actually my next step, um, I, I wanted to go back out on my own again because <laughs> I just I just had that like I, I don't know like. My my wife, when we first met, thought it was crazy just because it was always like, okay, you have to get a job and you have to work your way up the top and you have to have a 401k and you have to have just this like regular steady income. And yep. that was never. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Todd, um, yeah. Um, that was just never. I mean, it, there was an appeal to that. But at the same time, like, I, I had always had the mindset <clears throat> of I want to, like, I want to get paid more the more that I work. And so, and the more that I put in and like a day-to-day job, like I didn't want to have to wait for those, those raises. And so, um, working for myself was just always very appealing. And so, um, but again, that mindset of, I had to become an expert in my field if I really wanted to consider myself an expert. And so I needed to get more experience. And so I actually went and worked, um, I had a, a friend that, um, had a connection with a big used car dealership here in Utah. It sounds weird. Um, but it, it was, and <laughs> at the time it needs it, SEO, right? Exactly. But <laughs> my thing was I wanted to go in house because there's a, just a different feel to being part of the company than working on the agency side. And so the, 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 the thing that I was looking at there is they had a lot of like money to kind of spend on their advertising, their marketing. And so it got me that in-house experience. So as weird as it, as it was for me to say that, like I was working at this used car dealership, um, it, it, kind of gave me a lot of a lot more experience in there and then from there it that was that was up until basically a year ago actually I think uh, a year ago this month is kind of when I started working with bloggers um, happy so, birthday yeah right Thank well you. and that's where we met actually yes so I think that's the first time we met funny backstory on Jeff and I <laughs> we have a long history that we didn't even know we had so mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to junior high with Jeff's wife. <laughs> and I, we ended up living in the same neighborhood for a few years. And then she married Jeff and Jeff started his business. And when you started um, kind of marketing to bloggers and started pitching this idea that you could teach bloggers their own SEO mm-hmm. instead of hiring it out or paying for expensive audits, um, your wife Tisha messaged me and said, <laughs> hey, Uh, maybe you should sign up for my husband's course because he's starting this thing for SEO. And I laughed because I had already signed up that day (laughs) just through word of mouth from other bloggers because, I mean, I don't know if you'll toot your own horn, but I will for a minute because you caught on like wildfire. It was like overnight you gave people an option that they didn't know that they were really looking for, but you gave them another avenue to increase their incomes as well and kind of better their livelihoods through SEO. 
and bloggers jumped on it. And when like when bloggers like a thing, they tell all the other bloggers about the thing. So I heard about you before Tisha had even messaged me, and I think it literally was the same day that your course had launched. <laughs> I, I think so too, because I remember she sent like a Facebook message or something yeah. like that, and yeah, it was it was kind of a, a funny just little circle that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but it was meant to be anyway. So that's kind of what brought us together um, was me knowing your wife from junior high. So yep. she knew me through my awkward phases. I wonder if she'd <laughs> laugh at where we all are now. But anyway. She had those awkward phases too. <laughs> Thank goodness. Okay, um, so you gave us a little bit on your background, mm -hmm. your corporate background, your college education. And then tell us about, you started Hashtag Jeff, which is, for those who don't know, it's an online course. You pay every single month. Jeff adds new content every single month. There's a Facebook group that you can join that's all about SEO. Um, and you have access to this course that walks you through pretty much everything that you need to do as a blogger to build up your own base and your own knowledge to become an ex SEO expert. Um, <clears throat> so I know because I've known you kind of throughout this process, mm -hmm. you, you held on to your corporate job for a while while you were kind of building up your course, was there a particular moment that you decided to kind of chase hashtag Jeff and the course full-time and leave your corporate position? Um, I don't know if there was a specific moment. It just kind of all built up to it. Um, but kind of like circling back to like you, you said that like it caught like wildfire and it, it really did. Like, I don't, I don't know, I look back and there's certain kind of moments that like there was a certain amount of luck, I feel like, but at the same time, like it, uh, it was just one of those things that I didn't really expect to happen. Um, as I started to work with bloggers, like I started doing just a, I, I did a free audit for just a, a friend. Um, and then, uh, from there she recommended a few people that I just started just to do a few audits here and there. And then that's where things kind of took off. And, in doing those audits, that's where uh, a lot of people had like just tons of questions about SEO, both basic and just kind of the process of it. And that's why like I started the the membership course. Um, that uh, and again, like I couldn't start it quick enough because people were always like asking questions. <laughs> and so like I just I, I threw it up like on um, like a, a membership platform and just started adding content. And then little by little, it just kind of started to grow because. Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have any like bells and whistles. Like I didn't have anything that like I was kind of attaching with it. I just literally just said, Hey, here, um, here's, here's content. And like, even the video production is just, I mean, a lot of it's just screen share. And, um, and so I, I again, I, I didn't expect it to kind of take off like it did. And so like, I mean, week after week, like as things kind of started to grow and, um, I was just kind of getting, like the, the, the course was starting to grow and um, I was getting more and more kind of audits and requests and for help and, and things like that. Um, I, I want to say it was probably like a month or two, about a month into the course that I realized, okay, like when's kind of my end point with like uh, my, my day job. And so then I started talking about my wife and this kind of goes, goes back to that, um, that those kind of worries that she had. I mean, and it comes from just, like past experiences uh in her life i mean just people that um either being laid off or um like going out and, and kind of doing their own entrepreneurial thing and, and it not working out um 
And so like, we kind of, I mean, just kind of evolved into, okay, like we need to, we need to figure this out because this is, this is growing and we wanted to make sure that it was going to keep growing and that it like, um, just because that was one of our worries because I, I had never worked with bloggers before. I didn't know if this was just kind of a, a fad, uh, right. that was going to, that was going to kind of fizzle out after three or four months. And, um, I mean, I didn't know that like, uh, even working with the bloggers, I was like, okay, like, I mean, every site that I'm working on, like they're, they're actually getting to work and they're, they're having success with it. And so I think about three months in, she, like, she started to, to really kind of believe in, in the fact that, okay, like there's a lot of potential with bloggers. Uh, one, it offers the freedoms that we want. Um, we don't have to take time off to like go on a vacation. Um, and then on top of that, uh, just kind of connecting with bloggers, like you guys live the lifestyle that we've always like, uh, kind of worked up to. And so it, everything just kind of fit. And so I want to say it was three months in, um, I went to my boss and I was like, okay, like, I've, like things are just starting to kind of take off. And, um, and so I, I kind of had that exit plan at that, that point. So that's pretty amazing. That's so awesome. <laughs> okay. I, I want to dig in a little here. I want, mm-hmm. this is kind of like what everybody wants to hear, right? Is the success stories. So mm-hmm. Without naming any specific names, and you're not going to mention <laughs> you're not going to mention us. I know that because we're still we're, we're, st- we're a work in progress. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I want you to dig you guys in. Ever and, heard of Hay Grill Hay? Yeah, <laughs> I worked with them. You can mention us whenever you want to. Just anyway, just tell us about um, give give us some stats if you can, but just some of your big success stories because I know you have a couple. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell, like, cause I mean, everybody's a little bit different, um, that, that I've worked with kind of based on like their successes, but, um, I will say like, uh, so I, I, I mean, I, I take pride in what I do. I put a lot of time and effort into like people that I work with. Um, and so like, I mean, it, yeah, like it's to my own horn, like I, I know what I'm talking about. Like I, I try to give the best advice as possible, but at the end of the day, the people that are having those successes, it's because they're putting in the work um, and and putting in the time that's kind of necessary to be able to do it. Um, and I think there's a lot that I've worked with that they see the potential. Um, they've done one or two things here and there, and they've seen the uptick and they've seen the, the success. But the ones that I see having the most success, like uh, there's a couple of bloggers that I work with that they're just, I mean, unreal humans. And they like... Uh, just e- even more than I ever could do. And that's why I got into the education type space is where uh, like you guys can have more success than I ever will. But um, I mean, they're up and this is where it's hard because every blogger is different. Some of them are, I mean, in the hundreds of thousands of page views a month. Some of them are in the millions of page views a month. Um, but uh, a lot of them, I mean, even uh, uh, the ones that are having, I mean, huge success, like, uh, I think a couple of them are up in the last six months, 300, 400% um, or more at uh, last time I checked um, just in their organic traffic. I mean, these are people that were having hundreds of thousands of organic page views uh, per month. And now, I mean, they're in the millions of page view, like organic page views per month. Um, and again, it, it's just taking a lot of the simple uh, principles that I, that I help lay out, um, in, and, and just keep and doing it day in and day out. Whereas a lot of people, like they'll take hold on, on a few things, but 
it, it kind of fizzles out because I mean, you guys like you guys get busy. Like I mean, there's there's other deals as a blogger that you guys are working on and stuff. And so um, like I understand it, but the ones that are like focused on their content, focused on like the just the basic principles of SEO, those are the ones I see having like the biggest successes. And like I said, I mean, uh, it's hard to put a number, but I mean like low end a lot of times I mean fifty percent is like up month after month um on their organic traffic is well I wanna say like from us because we've really focused on SEO this year specifically, but we've been up fifty percent month after month since we started. It's March. So mm-hmm. January we jumped up fifty percent in organic traffic. January to February <laughs> another fifty percent in organic traffic. Yeah. And it really is like just that constant application of the same principles. Yep. And making it apply. And you're totally right. Like you you share amazing amounts of knowledge, but you're not doing the work for bloggers. You're providing an educational tool for bloggers and then giving them the opportunity to apply those principles to their own site. Because we know our site's best. We know our readers best. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, transitioning that into actual numbers is pretty awesome to watch. <laughs> and it's completely yeah. tweaked the way that when we're building content for Hey Grill Hey... Mm-hmm. you've completely tweaked the way that we think about it right and yeah. and uh, i think that's so awesome like we've taken you've helped us take ownership of that and to drive that forward and it's just it's like exciting it's so fun to see those <laughs> to see because you've got us hooked on sem rush sem rush and like yeah we just go in there and month after month we're just just keep climbing up and it's insane and then it, it, we even have this thing where we'll look up other bloggers that we know that you're working with and we can see the specific time when they started working with you. <laughs> like it's just a, a direct increase. Like and almost it's all been in the last year. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. No, so. it's it's crazy. Um, just some of the things that, like it, like you said, it, it it gets exciting as you start to see the numbers and as you start to track those things. Yeah. So. Okay, so I have another question. Taking yeah. from that, um, because you're you're doing a little class at Tastemaker Conference in September. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want people to come to your course and we want them to get that direct kind of knowledge, but for the people listening, we want to give them some takeaways. So I want to know, what do you think are, I know you can't go into like full detail, but what are your top three things that food bloggers or like foodie influencers can start doing right now within Mm -hmm. SEO? Like what are your top three takeaways that we can start working on and applying to our own websites to grow our organic traffic? Yeah, so um, it's always a hard one to nail it down with SEO because SEO, like, it really is kind of like uh, there's so many different things to that contribute to SEO, and with each person, like, it's a little bit different. Um, but if I'm thinking in kind of generalities and just kind of going after like three things that like everybody should be focusing on, um, so and this one's kind of an obvious one. This is already a priority, and so hopefully this will. Um, kind of resonate with you guys, but building your community. So Facebook and Pinterest, I know that a lot of times you guys get frustrated with this as they change the algorithms and all that stuff. That's an understatement. I know, right? <laughs> especially especially in the last few months. And it keeps on getting worse. Like I keep hearing horror stories and I'm just kind of glad that I'm not in that world. But, um, but Facebook and Pinterest, uh, especially for food bloggers, Pinterest, um, it, like those, those communities are huge. Uh, a lot of the the viral type content that I see bloggers have on those platforms, um, if I see that they have that that content, a lot of times I can go straight to the organic and tweak a few things, and they can have like instant success with those ones. Um, and so, why like, is that? 
Um, it's because Google, like just the way that Google is looking at like things, um, they're not just looking at how good your content is. They're they're looking at the social factors. They're looking at, I mean, they're looking at how people react and interact with your content. And the best places for that are social media platforms. So Facebook, Pinterest, I mean, even YouTube um, and uh, Tumblr, like just kind of having a, a where people are looking for food. Um, uh, I think, and where people are not just looking for food because they're looking on Google for food, but where they're interacting and being social, like Google's looking for those things. And it's just like, that's the same way that you guys, when you guys are looking at products or companies, I mean, you have, you don't just go to their website to see that they're amazing. You go look at reviews, you go ask people, you go like search things and you research them out. And essentially Google's researching you and your content. And so if they see that something has done well on those social platforms that's assigned to them but then also if they see it continually doing well and it wasn't just this one month success um they 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 build more trust in that content so it's like Um, feeding itself exactly the other thing to kind of and this is and a lot of you guys pay facebook and pinterest like that's i mean already kind of a given for everyone in this in this uh industry um one thing that's not that i think I would say that it's on everybody's mind, but nobody, nobody's doing it is email. Um, and like, that's probably the, the one thing that uh, there, and there's two things that I always say that people own online and that's their website and their email list. Everything else can change at any given moment. Everything else can, I mean, you can have the rug swept out, swept out from underneath your, your feet, but um, email is another one and, and Google can see those interactions. They, I mean, they own the biggest email provider out there, which is Gmail. Um, they own the biggest browser, uh, which is uh, Google Chrome. So they, they see these social factors. And so email would be considered one of them, in my opinion. Cool. So um, the other thing is kind of building that community. Like I, I, I mentioned, like Tumblr and like um, some of the other just like communities out there. Um, a lot of times having like kind of a diverse profile and at least just having um, an interest in those communities will help you find opportunities. So don't just focus in on Facebook and Pinterest. Like, and I'm not saying go out and sign up for Reddit and Tumblr and all those things and do everything, but um, like seeing where the opportunities are and kind of seeing where you're good at those opportunities will help you in the long run. Cool. All right. So build communities, your number one. Yep. I like that. And one. then, yep. And then two content i know this sounds again kind of obvious but and like maybe this is where like uh you and todd as kind of you guys were mentioning just the way that you guys write posts now um is a little bit different since talking with me but uh a lot of times uh especially historically like bloggers will kind of write like a, a blurb and more of a story and um and then they'll get into their post which is just ingredients and steps and all that stuff Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes to SEO, like my goal or your goal actually should be to be the resource for your topic. So if it's, I mean, grilling ribs, be that resource so that if I have questions about temperatures and how to do this and how to do that and like all that stuff, I mean, you want to be that resource so I don't have to leave your page or I can go from your page deeper into your site. Um, because Google will see not only the content, but they'll also see that experience that they're having with your site. Right. It took me a couple years as a food blogger because I think that really was the traditional narrative. People appreciated blogs because they were personal. 
But yep. when it comes to Google search results, like nobody on Google cares if my six-year-old really liked that sauce. <laughs> like when they really just don't care. I care, um, Susie. Thanks, thanks, Jeff. But I have found for me, like I still love to share that personal stuff and I love to create mm -hmm. those relationships. I've taken that and put it on a different platform. So I'll share that stuff on Instagram or Instagram mm -hmm. stories or with my Facebook group. But when I write my posts on my website now, it's definitely more informative. It's more resource-based. It's more attempting mm -hmm. to give people that are searching for that topic every possible answer that they could be looking for within that question that they're asking. So I provide the answer and then I provide more in terms of value, but I've, mm -hmm. I've definitely cut out some of the, uh, some of the colloquial cuteness in my writing. Mm -hmm. And it's not even that you have to get rid of it. Like, cause like, like you were saying, like people connect with that. Yeah. Um, it's just making it so that maybe that's not the entirety of the post. Because I think talking about that stuff uh, relates with, well with people. I mean, also, like, uh, if people are cooking it. I mean, something's spicy, for instance, and you talk about, like, your kids love it still. I mean, I think that they can connect with that, and they can, they can, that can be a selling factor for it. But um, like you said, like, taking maybe a majority of that um, and taking it to social. And, um, this, and this is the other thing kind of along those lines. A lot of people will talk about, like, something very current um, where – like if you read it again in three years, it'll sound kind of weird because it's not Thanksgiving and it's not like, I mean, whatever. And so a lot of times keeping that content so that it'll stay current more, more frequently and then taking the, the current events and the, like the more personal stuff to social, I think is, is definitely a good process for that. Yep. Love it. All right. Do you have a number so, three for us? I do. Um, focus on mobile. Um, this is a huge one, and it's one that I like. I'm on a like I'm on a huge soapbox on the right now. Um, <laughs> everybody I talk to, like, uh, and it's and partly it kind of started because 2018 Google or 2017 Google announced that going into 2018, their uh, the way that they would rank sites would uh, be mobile first. So the, where where you rank is going to be based on your mobile experience. Um, and so, whereas before it was kind of the other way around, and a lot of times Google would look mostly at desktop, and then they would have some focus on mobile, where traffic is now 60, 70, 80% mobile, um, Google has kind of flipped that, and in 2018 they say that, uh, and we're kind of going through this in this industry right now, but um, they're switching focus, and your mobile site is going to be like uh, the bar that you set and, and the, where you rank, both on mobile and desktop. So focus on mobile. I know we get in the habit, like we create our content from a desktop. We look at our site from a desktop. We work from a desktop. Um, when we design a site, uh, we design that site from a desktop. Um, and in reality, we need to flip that. And we need to make sure that everything we do from here going forward is thinking mobile first. And if the experience on mobile kind of transitions over to desktop, like I'd rather have that than the other way around where it's harder to like view what you've built on desktop over on mobile. Um, so focus on mobile. I, I think that I can't, I can't say that enough. So true. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're, we're in the middle of uh, negotiating, updating our site and like, I'm just so stressed about the mobile factor of it. But anyway, 
So this is so, good for us. This yeah. is very timely. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I, I and this and this not only applies to you guys, but also like a bunch of people. Like I've I've worked with a couple sites recently to where they're going through a redesign, and their designer will send them ten mockups of the desktop and then one of the mobile. Have them flip that. Like when you go into that 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 negotiation, that conversation, say I don't want to see anything else. Um, I don't want to see any design on my uh, on my website until I've confirmed what the mobile is going to look like. Yeah. I mean, because you, you guys are what? Probably 60, 70% mobile right now, right? Yep. Yeah. It's not more yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So. And I that's, think that's it, pretty average across everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I went through, because like, I have access to a bunch of people's analytics, and there was a few months ago that I went through and just kind of found, like, the low end, I think it was, like, high, uh, it was low 60s. And then on the high end, um, I had people close to 80%. I know we've been close to 80 yeah. a little bit. We've had months yeah. where it's definitely higher. Okay. So, yeah. I love the takeaways. I hope everybody took notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to transition just a little bit because you obviously know your industry very well. And you are going to be teaching us at Tastemaker Conference um, a little bit about SEO. So I want to like maybe just give us some key points that you want to focus on. Um, that you're going to be talking about at the conference and then we're going to talk about the conference a little bit more. So hit me with kind of what you're hoping to do at the conference and maybe tie that in because the conference is in September and that's six months from now and we've already seen a lot of changes mm -hmm. in Google in the last six months. Like, Do you have any projections of what you anticipate to see in the future with Google search? Um, yeah, so regarding kind of my presentation at Tastemaker, like we've kind of like, uh, we've talked about this before, but we've, uh, we've kind of kept it a little bit open because yeah, like in six months, I mean, the, uh, kind of the playing field and, um, for SEO and food bloggers could change. I mean, it's not likely to change a ton. I mean, the things that I'm still going to be focusing on hitting hard are going to be one. And this is my goal, no matter what my, like, if I'm working with you on a site audit, if you're in my course, if I'm speaking at uh, um, a conference, um, my goal is to not just share tactics and tools and like all those things. Like my goal is to start to get you thinking um, from the point of view of the search engines. So I want you to start to get to understand search engines, what they're looking for, and why. Um, and so as long as you kind of start understanding that, I mean that will help you in the long run. But the other thing that won't change. Um, between now and then, uh, keyword research. That's another thing I'm probably going to hit hard on is researching those topics and those keywords and those phrases and like helping you to build that content uh, more thoroughly. The things that kind of future that could change um, that are kind of on my mind right now, uh, we were talked about mobile. That's going to be a big one. Um, we're, we're in the heat of that right now. I don't think that'll change much. I think that it's still going to be the same then as it is now, or at least my, my recommendations. And that's going to be basically just focusing on that mobile user experience. Um, but the thing that the one or two things that might change heavily, one is voice search. Um, I think that's I, like, I don't think that'll ever take over what we know as like Google and Bing and doing like searches online. Um, but I think we need to start taking heed to those because, um, I mean, uh, Google Homes, Amazon Alexa, Alexa devices, they're, they're growing. And um, there's like 
we're at a point now to where I don't think that they're going to stop growing. Um, and they're being built into phones and other devices. So voice search, I think, is one thing to watch in 2018. And so by the time Tastemaker comes up, I think that uh, hopefully I'll have some more advice and info and um, and things that we'll talk about then. But the other thing will be video also. Um, and I, video is not a new topic. Um, it's always been somewhat important to people. But I think that we're going to see this become more and more important um, going through 2018. I'm hoping by the time Tastemaker comes up, like I'll have more advice on kind of uh, and with data and things like that on how to ha utilize video um, on your site so that it helps not only with like user experience, but also helps with your SEO and stuff. So, um, so voice and uh, video, I think, are probably going to be two things that we'll see evolve throughout this year. Cool. All right, man. Well, I, I think that's it. Um, we we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. I know our listeners. Yeah, no do, I know our listeners do too. And um, we're all really excited for your presentation. And it's just such an important topic that I think everyone needs to catch on to and 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 learn how to do for themselves because that's going to be. I don't know for the future. It's just mm -hmm. huge for your business and your blog or whatever you're doing. So. Yep. Anyway, so the the Tastemaker Conference is September 14th and 15th in Salt Lake City, and Jeff Hawley from Hashtag Jeff, who we've just interviewed, will be presenting at it. And uh, again, we want to thank you so much, Jeff, for taking the time, and I uh, want you to have a great day, man. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and for those who are interested, just before we send you on your way, you can purchase tickets to the conference. If you are a food blogger, a foodie influencer, if you are looking to grow your business within this space, we would love to have you there. Jeff is just one of the many industry professionals that we will have teaching classes, hands-on, there to answer your questions and to help you grow your business. So you can buy a ticket at Tastemaker Conference. Dot com and I will be there, Todd will be there, <laughs> Jeff will be there, and other people that we've interviewed and people that we are going to continue interviewing for the Tastemaker Conversations podcast will be there. So it's kind of the place to be, and I hope you guys can all make it. You can find Jeff Hawley at hashtagjeff.com. Just spell out the word hashtag. And there he sells his online course for SEO, and it will make you a true professional in SEO. He gives you... a access to his video content and you also get exclusive access to an awesome Facebook group where there's a great community that is super helpful and Jeff is always there to answer questions and it's just awesome. So we will link you to Jeff's website and course in the description of the podcast itself. We will also link you to tastemakerconference.com so if you do want to attend Jeff's class at the conference you can purchase a ticket and we'll see you guys there. Have a great week. Thanks. The production and the music for this podcast is provided by Shiny Heads Productions, and you can find them at shinyheadsproductions.com, where they have a large variety of different moods and genres of music that you can get royalty-free for your video projects. Thanks for listening. <laughs>